And yes, it's going to happen. And all we need to do is cooperate with him. Spend time in his blessed presence. Feed upon his precious word and he'll do the rest. How simple is that? You know, when you sit in the presence of the Lord, you open your Bible. You let the Holy Spirit reveal his blessed word. And fellowship begins out of your being. You begin to talk to the Lord and to minister to the Lord and to worship the Lord. And next thing you know, he empowers you. He empowers you to live the life according to his will and his way. Because when we try to live the Christian life without that contact, daily contact with the Lord, no go. Because we will try and fail and then fail again and fail again. Because see, it's the presence of the Lord that gives us the endurance. It's the presence of the Lord that gives us the victory. It's the presence of the Lord that gives us that overcoming life where we live as overcomers every single day. The day that I miss time with God is a terrible day. That's when things go wrong, you know, in every way, especially spiritually. But when I'm in the presence of God, that precious hour or hour and a half, oh, I come, you know, out like a giant, like everything is beautiful, everything is peaceful and joyful. I'm singing praises, I'm singing songs to the Lord, and the Lord begins to talk to me. It's just precious, it's precious. Peace that passeth all understanding. Now, the Lord said to us, he said, abide in me. And that's so simple. That's a very, very easy thing to do, really, is abiding in the Lord. So it says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Now that should not be a fearful thought, like, oh my goodness, what will that? No, 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 no. If we're living the life, we will have confidence and peace. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done whether it be good or bad. Now, it says, knowing the terror of the Lord. And people, I think, misunderstand that. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your conscience. But the Bible has a lot to say about that on that day when we appear before him, we will not be terrified. But there will be terror for those who disobey. There will be terror for those who refuse to obey and don't want to do what God has asked us to do. And all he said is, abide in me. The commandments of the Lord are not grievous. They're not difficult to do. He just said, abide. How simple is that? But neglect, neglect has a high price. When people neglect to be in the presence of God, they're asking for trouble in this life and the next. In this life and the next. Because like I told you yesterday, this life is a test. It's only a test. If we pass the test here, all is well in glory. All is well. Everything we do in this life, 
everything we say in this life will count in the next life. But if we spend time with the Lord in this life here, he gives us the power to live it right, to live it well, to say the right things. Because in his presence, you say the right things. When you spend time with the Lord and you come out of that beautiful time with him, your words are beautiful. Your words are perfect. There's no anger. There's no hate. No, everything is peaceful. Why? Because he's in control of that life. The Christian life is not about you and I living it. Let the Lord live it through us. Let the Lord live it through us. So our, our job is yielding, surrendering. That's how you abide. You know, it's not difficult to figure it out. It's yielding. It's surrendering. Because the Christian word, the real word of Christianity is yield. Yield your members. Yield your life to the Lord. So, when you and I were saved, we yielded. We surrendered. Well, it's daily then. As you yield every single day, not, you're not getting saved every single day. That only happens once. But when you yield to the Lord again, your life, your body, your mind, your soul, he takes over and lives his life through you. So just like when you gave your life to the Lord when you got saved, well, you keep yielding your life daily. You abide in him daily. You surrender to him daily because it's a daily walk. It's a daily life. Okay. So now, the Bible talks very, very, very clearly that unbelievers will be judged for refusing the offer, refusing God's word. But it's not going to happen with you and me. But I think we need to know what happens to individuals who refuse. In John 3 and verse 19, it says something very, very powerful. It says, and this is the condemnation that light is come into the world. But men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. That's the real answer to why people do not receive the Lord. Because they love their darkness. They don't want the offer of light. So Jesus says this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world, but men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And Paul says in Romans chapter 6, you see, we who love the Lord, you know, we surrendered right away to the light. And all we have to do is stay in it. Just stay in it, walking in the light as he's in the light. Simple, simple, simple. Yes, it is simple. Somebody may be questioning, well, you've been in. No, 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 it's simple. It's spending time. Look, look, you can't keep a marriage without spending time with your wife, your husband. You, you cannot keep a friendship if you don't give that person time to be with them, go out to lunch with them or dinner with them or talk on the phone with them. That relationship is dead in no time. This is God we're talking about. This is God we're talking about. When you spend time with the Lord, with the Lord, it changes everything, everything. So, and that's just so simple. I mean, we do it with our family and friends. We're talking about the Lord here. 
Romans 6, 23 says what? It says the wages of sin is death. So people love their darkness. They love their sin. That's why they don't come to the light, to the Lord. But the wages is sin. But look at the gift of God. The gift of God is life eternal. Not death eternal, life eternal. So eternity is not only life, but also death. So the Lord offers you life. Chaya in Hebrew, Zoe in Greek, spiritual life, spiritual life, his life, his life. I've told you many times, I'll remind you again, there are four kinds of life, four things we call life. Plant life, animal life, human life, God's life, spiritual life. God offers you spiritual life, abundant life. But to just be alive humanly, it's not true life. They are the living dead, the living dead. Plant life, but there's no spiritual life in it. Animal life, no spiritual life in it. Human life, no spiritual life in it. But ah, you and I, believers, have spiritual life. And that's the life that matters. That's what will keep you safe in the arms of God. Hallelujah. And so, it's important to understand that the reason people are judged is because they, they refuse the offer of salvation. They refuse the offer of light and love. And that's why they will suffer eternal death in a lake of fire. Yes, there is a hell. It's in the Bible. Yes, there is a lake of fire that God created for evil angels that fell with Lucifer, for the devil and his angels. He didn't create that lake of fire for you or any human being. But those who refuse the offer of light will end up in the lake of fire with Satan and his angels and demons. The wicked will be there too. But what we are offered is life eternal in the presence of the Lord. Where I am, there ye may be also. Hallelujah. And the wicked will be destroyed. Let's look at 2 Thessalonians. But remember, the Bible also talks about the righteous in that same portion. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 7, it says, And to you are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, that obey not the gospel, who shall be punished, who have not obeyed the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. But we the saints, it's a different world. When he shall come, he'll, he'll, he'll also come to be glorified in his saints. So the wicked will be judged and destroyed, but the saints, it says, he'll be glorified in his saints and to be admired of all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. So, that day is coming. And the Bible de declares that the Lord's coming will come as a thief. That's why you and I must be prepared at all times. Let's go <clears throat> here to a very important portion. All right? And I want to read this to you. 
because I think it's so important. And that's 1 Thessalonians 5, 2 and 3. For yourselves know perfectly that, that the day of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night. And when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. So this says very, very clearly that since the Lord will come as a thief, it requires us, and that's why, you know, I want you to, to finish well. In fact, better than you started. It requires us to be continually alert. Otherwise, we will lose our spiritual valuables. Remember, our work will be tested, like it says, by fire. We can lose our spiritual valuables. We can lose the good things we have done for the Lord by not living right later. In Ezekiel, the Lord said something powerful. He said, when a righteous man starts to sin, he will die for his sin, and all his righteousness will be forgotten. That's, that's terrifying. So someone can live as a Christian for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and then decide, ah, I don't want it. I'm going to go back into the world. All the righteousness that he had done is forgotten, and he will die for his sin. When he stands before the Lord, his righteousness will not be even mentioned or remembered. He will go to judgment, hell, and fire for his sin. But then the Lord said in Ezekiel, more than one time, by the way, if a sinner begins to live righteously, he will be rewarded for his righteousness, and his sin will not be mentioned to him. That's God's mercy. So someone can live in sin for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, and then they decide, I want to be saved, I want to repent. And they repent, all that sin is forgotten and forgiven, and they'll stand before God perfect, perfect, and their sin will not be remembered or mentioned to them. That's the mercy of God. So you and I, we, we cannot stumble, we cannot uh, uh, miss with God. We, we cannot blow it, if I can say it really, really uh, openly and honestly, because some child are failing. So it says we must understand we can lose our spiritual walk. We can lose our spiritual valuables. The hope of the Lord's coming requires us to live disciplined lives, holy lives, purified lives, where we keep purifying ourselves from anything that could cause us to fall or fail, that, that could cause us shame on that day when the, when, when the Lord comes. Now you're seeing a lot of things going on out there today. People are walking away from the faith, especially here in America and the Western world. Though none go with me, yet will I follow. No turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus, and so have you. No turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back. And though none go with me, I will follow. No turning back. Why? To whom shall we go, Lord? To whom shall we go? You have the word of life. 
Jesus and only Jesus. He is our life. He is your life. He is my life. He is our all. We have none, none other. We used to sing an old song when I got saved. You are my everything. You are my all. You are my everything, both great and small. You gave your life for me, made everything new. You are my everything, and I love you. Hallelujah. And I feel the same way right now, just like I did when, when I got saved, except it's more intense. It's, it's much more, it's stronger now, because I've seen his grace, his love, his forgiveness on my life, his acceptance. His acceptance when I almost, oh my, my. I've had my moments, believe me, in my past. But his mercy always held me up. When my foot slipped, the Lord held me up, the Bible says. And he'll do that for you too, believe me. And you'll see his grace, how he forgives you and restores you and loves you. When others give up on you and say, ah, he's gone. No, never Jesus. Jesus will never, ever give up on you. Never give up on you. You know, when, when I got saved, I wrote a prayer to the Lord that I still have. I said, Lord, hold both of my hands. In case one slips, the other one will still be in your hand. And then I'll be able to get back and hold both hands. He's done that for me. Over 50 years ago, I wrote that prayer. Over 50 years ago. And I've seen his grace over in my life. When I did not deserve it. When I did not deserve it. None of us deserve it. None of us deserve his goodness and grace and favor. But we want to stand on that day without shame. And now little children, 1 John 2, 28. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just abide in him. I pray, Lord, you'll, 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 you'll help everyone right now as I'm talking to come to that place to abide in you, Lord, in Jesus' name that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. You know, why live our life and then mess up? Why live this life and struggle to make it and then at the last minute mess it all up? It's not even worth it to live. Why live? No, no, hold on to the end. Endure to the end. He that endures will be delivered, it says in the Bible. And in, in 1 John 3, 2 and 3 says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifies himself. Purifies. That's the key right there. Purifies you. Uh, ourself, himself, even as he is pure. So 
we have that amazing hope in us. Lord, I want to finish well. The greatest cry of my heart for the last few years and now more than ever, I want to finish stronger than when I started in the faith. I want to finish well. And I will, and so will you. I believe that for you. I really believe it with you, that you will finish better than you began. You, you, you're going to finish strong in Jesus. Finally, Second Peter. Let's read these wonderful scriptures together. Chapter 3, verse 11. Oh, I love this beautiful portion here. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? That word conversation here means conduct or living. So we ought to live holy lives and godly lives, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, looking for the day of the Lord and hastening the day of the Lord by preaching the gospel, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heaven, new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Righteousness. Hallelujah. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent, not weak, diligent, fervent, that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. Lord, in your holy name. Come on, let's believe the Lord. I feel the anointing here. Lord, everyone will finish strong. Every one of your precious children will finish very strong. Every son, every daughter. Oh, Lord, we will finish well. In Jesus' name, every one of us. Not one of us will fail you. Not one. In Jesus' wonderful name. And God's people said, Amen. If you don't know the Lord, give him your life today. Surrender to him today. Give him your life and walk with him. If, if I'm talking to, to someone who's not saved, just say, dear Jesus, I need you. I'm a sinner, Lord. Forgive my sins, dear Jesus. Come into my heart, dear Jesus. Save my soul and wash me with your precious blood. I surrender, I give you my heart, I give you my life, I give you my all. Empower me now by your Holy Spirit to live the Christian life and finish strong. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Lord, I pray for those who are in need of healing. Lord, bring health to their bodies. I rebuke sickness. I rebuke disease. In Jesus' name, be made whole for your glory. Amen and amen. I want to ask you a question before I say goodbye. I'm thinking about holding a monthly Zoom, partners-only Zoom time with you, like a time together, a heart-to-heart time together, where I will share with you what God is doing, share things with you God is saying to me. So if you're interested in that, now this will not be like a service, or healing service. This will be, could, it could go for half an hour, sometimes longer, sometimes less. But I want to be in contact with you, my partners, through Zoom. If you want me to do that, send me an email or 
a comment on, on social media or send me an email, pastorbennybennyhin.org, pastorbennybennyhin.org, because I want to see how many of you would be interested in this, where we can have some time together on a monthly basis, where I can just give you some, what God is showing me, what, 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 what the Lord is telling me about, you know, current events that I can't really share on other platforms, only to my partners. So if you really want that, let me know right away by sending me an email, pastorbennybennyhin.org, or a comment. Just give us a comment on YouTube or Facebook or the other platforms, okay? All right, it's time to give to the Lord's work because it's important, especially now more than ever. I think it's more important today to give than it was a year ago because we see the troubles coming ahead. And we don't want those troubles economically to affect our lives or our children. And the only way to protect ourselves is by sowing seed regularly, regularly in the Lord's work. So consider not only giving, but but becoming a partner, a regular giver to our ministry. Because God will bless you for that. Because he said it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over shall man pour into your bosom. So let's do it. Let's believe God that the harvest will come every time we give. So Lord, bless them as they obey you, as they succeed in your work. Increase them on every side in Jesus' name. And I have a word for all of you. Though thy beginning was small, thy latter end will greatly increase. Because that's God's promise. Okay, you can sow your seed right now on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website benhin.org or you can text bhm45777 and don't forget to let, let me know if you really want me to come to you on zoom monthly for a time you know where we can share together i can hear you, you can hear me and i will share with you what the lord is saying and remember december 3rd i turned 70 we're having a big event in dallas and also we celebrate 48 years in ministry that same week I want you to come and be with us at the Rich Cult in Dallas, Texas. Beautiful four-course dinner and uh, music and worship. and Beautiful, beautiful. Karen Wheaton is coming, Judy Jacobs, and others will be with us. And a lot of guests are coming from around the world. All right, so I want you there. I'll see you tomorrow, another glorious day. Shalom. <laughs>